get it. Welcome to Unicorn Talent Hunter. I'm Crystal Speed, your HR strategist. If you are a solo or maturing entrepreneur looking to build and grow your team with great people, this is where you need to be. I can't wait to share the tips, best practices, and mindset shifts I've learned after nearly 15 years of building great teams. Let's dig in. Welcome everyone to this episode of the Unicorn Talent Hunter. And I'm super excited because we have one of my dearest friends, Beverly Luenya, with us today. And you know what? She is a guru, in my opinion, when it comes to being able to source talent on freelancer, gig worker type of websites like Fiverr. So she is going to give us like all of the secrets that she uses to find great people on Fiverr. But like I said, Beverly is like one of my dearest friends and she uh, is like just a boss, right? So she is just a wonderful person to know in general, but we're going to kind of pick her brain and get to know how she utilizes a resource that, you know, many entrepreneurs have at their fingertips, have at their disposal, but may not be utilizing to its fullest extent. So welcome, Beverly. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am excellent. And so I'm excited to hear from you and to learn from you. So Beverly, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, what you do professionally, and then we'll kind of dig into why I really brought you here today. Sure. Thank you. Well, I am a sales and marketing professional, and currently I am working as a partnerships developer for a tech company called Air Garage, but I also have some side hustles and also um, an online boutique that I've run for almost 10 years, as well as different things that help me, you know, sharpen my marketing tool sets, such as blogs and different things that I run to one, keep kind of growing and learning, but also test out different theories on how to do sales and marketing um, to the best of my ability. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. And so I love how you have, you know, this kind of multidimensional experience as a professional where you work a nine to five in a tech company, but you also, you know, have had your online boutique for 10 years. Congratulations with that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Beverly, whenever I talk to her, she always like, she's an ideas person and always has like another great idea of like a business opportunity. And so she is consistently um, killing it in a couple different areas as she looks at, you know, really being able to fulfill her passions through different business enterprises. And many of you may be able to relate where you have like these new ideas coming all the time. You may be doing your business as, you know, a quote unquote side hustle and as you're building it. So I think we can learn a lot from Beverly, not only about how she utilizes Fiverr to get the people that she needs, but also a little bit about how she manages her time. (laughs) So we might talk a little bit about that too. Um, And that might even be why you're so successful with getting um, other people because you realize you can't do it all yourself and really being able to harness the energy and talent from others. So let's go ahead and get started because of one, you've had the online boutique for 10 years and then other adventures that you have had, you know, over time. And at one point, you know, you were working your business full time too, as well. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've, you've had various kind of experiences, like kind of times of like maybe intense 
activity as well as times where you were able to move at a slower pace. But thinking about all of these times, what has been the biggest struggle for you for finding good talent for your team? Yeah, um, I think it depends on the particular project I've been working on. Um, but let's say it's something that's not collaborative. It's just something that I want to do. So like you said, I'm a, I'm, I, I am an ideas person. So I come up with an idea, bolt of lightning, and I'm like, yes, I'm going to start this such and such website, let's just say, uh, or, you know, e-commerce boutique, let's say. And the first thing I do is I come up with the idea, I go and get the domain, I will, I kind of put search and see if the domain is open. I'm like, great, the domain is open, the world is fine. And then comes the kind of like thinking in process of like, okay, how do you build this thing? And so I have, a, yeah, I guess I have a variety of experience in building different, I guess, vertical types of businesses, whether it's a online businesses. So if it's like a blog or if it's like a, a Shopify online boutique e-commerce type store. Um, so, yeah, or if I'm looking to do some kind of a digital product, like a, you know, online community. Um, so I kind of see which channel is it fitting in, which kind of box is it going into. Um, so, you know, in this case, let's say it's a boutique. You know, one of the first things that I come up with is a name and then I think about, okay, I need something to represent this, like a logo or like a color scheme. So I really, I always think first as a marketer, like how is this going to present first? And so, you know, having so many different ideas all the time, Fiverr has come in handy because I can't always pay a graphic designer like a, like go into a contract with them for like $5,000 for a logo for an idea that I'm not really sure if it's going to work. I'm still testing this, you know, online boutique that I came up with over the weekend out. So I don't know if I'm ready to pay a, you know, logo designer or a copywriter to come up with, you know, a full-on uh, sales page. So that's where Fiverr comes in handy. And that's where almost by accident I started using it. Uh, because of all these ideas. And I'm like, wait, I need, I can work on. So I would be like, I can do like the color scheme, but I need someone to do the logo. So I'd hop on there and type in logo and then have someone do that while I'm working on, you know, these are the three things. And then I'll remember, oh, I need someone to do some coding and I'll hop on there and hire someone to do some coding and then copy paste their coding. Cause I also know how to do a little bit of web development front end. Um, I'll kind of cobble together what I've been doing. And just over the years, after a while, you know, you have experiences on the platform and, you know, you build things and you kind of begin to understand where your strengths are and what you should outsource to other people. You said a couple of good things that I want to kind of like just dial into a little bit. So the first one, as you're talking about, you know, different ways to engage talent. And it sounds like you use a lean startup model where you understand, especially, you know, like this is an idea that you're really just, you know, going to first test in the market. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you need the absolute best brand strategist type of person. Like really, you're looking at the pieces of work and being able to identify, okay, what do I need in order to get started? And then having that idea of like, I might iterate over time or I might continue developing over time as I see what the market responds to. So am I right tracking with you there? Yeah, correct. What I, so my school of thought, like you said, um, is the startup um, tech Silicon Valley school of thought. Um, that's really colored a lot of the way I approach business. 
And so I always look at what do you need to get started, an MVP, a minimal viable product. And so that is, the if you don't know what that is, that is the, the most basic watered down um, essential element of whatever business you're trying to start or run. So like I said, I've come from the startup kind of scene, but if you're employed and you're also looking to hire people, it's the same kind of thing. Like what is the minimal essential, I guess, characteristics that you're looking for and then start from there? That is good. Um, <laughs> like that's like something powerful in regards to like, we don't need to have everything figured out, right? right or it doesn't right. have to be the absolute like top of the line um, solution right. or even the top of the line person that we're looking for, you know, the minimum viable product or for the individual that has like these non-negotiable skills. So mm-hmm. like saying, what is the non-negotiable? And then everything is kind of like the cherry on top. And so being able to utilize that to really help focus how we search for individuals. Another thing that you mentioned, so you were talking about what you know what your strengths are, right? And you know mm-hmm, what you're able mm-hmm. to do or how you can build upon what somebody else has done. And I think that's a really important thing for us as entrepreneurs to know about right. ourselves that, you know, this is my skill set. This is something that I'm really strong in, what I like to refer to as my zone as genius. And so this is mm-hmm. where I really need to reside and having people to come along and compliment it. And then also you have, you know, some level of expertise and some competency and proficiency mm-hmm. in some of these other areas. So like when you mentioned the coding, like you, I'm sure you can tell like if something is off, right? Right, right, um, yeah. Which is really helpful because as we outsource or as we find individuals mm-hmm. to complement our teams, it doesn't mean like we need to know everything. We're really trying to hire someone for the skill set and mm-hmm. what they're able to bring into our organization. But we should understand like when something is like on point and when something yeah. does not match with what we're looking for. And so I loved how you mentioned, you know, yeah. just, how you can build upon what people bring to you, but also having that experience and like that knowledge of like, hmm, mm-hmm. this may not be like the best work product. The quality might not be there or like this person is awesome. Like this is exactly mm-hmm. what I need. I can work with it and, you know, moving from there. So that's what I wanted to say and emphasize. Yeah. So I loved how you shared that. So I really, really want to get from you just how like one, you you talked a little bit about some of the skill sets, but I want to go a little deeper. So how do you identify the type of person that you need on your team for a particular opportunity or even, you know, over time? So thinking about skill set, experience, and even soft mm-hmm. skills and values. So what do you look for and how do you identify the type of person that you need on your team? One thing I'll say is Fiverr there's kind of two ways to approach it. Um, Short-term hires and long-term hires. I don't necessarily use it for long-term hires, although I'll put a caveat to that and come back to it. Uh, It's mostly short-term projects or project-based hiring. So I'll give an example that happened this weekend. I am am launching a new blog called Women by Crypto. Um, I've actually launched it already. I am doing coaching for women in cryptocurrencies. So how, or if for basically women who are interested in learning more about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and just how to invest and not get left behind in this new emerging financial market. So uh, I've been, you know, I started a blog for that. 
I've done enough logos where, you know, I came up with the logo, I can, you know, register a domain and put up a blog. But recently I came across this kind of marketing technique for bloggers that says, basically, if you have a blog post, you should turn it into a YouTube video. And the way you should do that is have someone, or I guess the way they were saying this is you should transcribe the, the text of your blog post and have it transcribed into a, a script uh, or edited into a script and then have video, stock video images edited together um, on top of the script and you have a faceless YouTube video. So ba it's basically repurposing your content for video. And so I thought, oh, I can finally do this. I've always wanted to do this. Um, I've tried kind of to launch a YouTube video in the past, but I just didn't have the time. And I'm just like, a, I think I'm more of a words person. So this weekend I hopped on good old Fiverr. I've done over 30 projects on there. So I hopped on and what I did is I typed in, you t Fiverr works best if you type in exactly what you're looking for, because that's how people label their jobs. So that's how job seekers label their jobs. So I typed in, turn blog post into YouTube video. And Fiverr, the alg algorithm, brings up all these people who are looking to be hired for either that or some variation of that. So, so yeah, so you just basically get a wall of people who are charging for their services. And the good thing about Fiverr is it started as everyone charges $5, which is amazing. So it doesn't matter what you need, it's about $5. But now the platform has progressed over the last, it's been around for maybe, well, actually, I don't know, but at least four years, four or five years, it's progressed to the point where, you know, $5 is the minimum, but now it can go up to, you know, $200. Um, and it's because they have this tiered system. So to your question about how do I know who I should look for and if they're trustworthy or any of those things, there's a tiered system where you have level one, level two, level three. And so a level one is the highest form of a seller. And you usually get there as a seller. Uh, so not me, the people who are selling their services, they'll usually get mm -hmm. to level one by their number of uh, reviews. So every single seller on Fiverr has a review, a, a review next to their name. So you can see are they highly rated? So you can also filter for that while you're searching for people. You can filter for people who only have five-star reviews. Or sometimes you'll see someone has like three five-star reviews and you're like, well, that's good, but you've only had three, you know, mm -hmm. you know, jobs. So, but then you might see someone with like 4.3, but they've had a thousand. So you're like, oh, that's a pretty good rate. I would go with that one. So it's not necessarily how high they're rated, but like I look for how many times they've been rated. So like in the That's instance of someone who's, you know, had a thousand jobs. However, another way of looking at it is I might go with someone who has had a five-star rating, maybe the, the three uh, five-star rating and think of it as someone I can work with and grow with and develop as an employee. So I've actually had really good experiences both ways. In fact, the person that I ended up choosing over the weekend, it was. I hope this ends up being one of my better stories on Fiverr, is a woman who had, I think, one rating, and she was going to do my script for, turn my blog post into a script, and she actually volunteered to do it for free, and if I liked it, I can hire her again, and I'm like, I like that initiative, I like that kind of a deal, and just because she did that, I am going to hire her again, just because she offered me such value, um, and it makes sense for her, because she's trying to get, you know, more people to you know, right. hire her for, for the job. Um, and, and yeah, and I just thought that was really great and good initiative showing that she's dedicated and wants the job. So I'm, I'm going to reward that. And one of my principles is 
actually wrote it down. Always reward good experiences on Fiverr. I always do that because it's so hard, as I'm sure you know, um, or it can be hard to find a good working experience on like a contract basis. I just, I'm like, I'll, I'll work with you again. I'll just, or I'll recommend you to do something. Um, yeah, so I'll stop there, but that's <laughs> generally, you know, I can, I can dive a lot deeper, but that's generally how I approach things. Okay, so I love how a couple of things that you mentioned, but first of all, thinking about like it's as simple as being like super clear, super specific about what you were looking mm-hmm. for. It, it, you know, it wasn't like, you know, any like big kind of industry term that you use. You really no. just said turning blog posts yeah. into YouTube videos. And, and you so- see them labeled like that. You'll see like several labeled in a row just like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that might be something like very basic, but also something that if you're not used to really utilizing the platform, that may be something mm-hmm. that you miss where you can be, you can really just say what you're looking for and find mm-hmm. it. I also love how you walked us through the process of how you're discerning who you might reach out to, who you might want to mm-hmm. learn more information about based upon the rating system that exists. Right. right and Fiverr, you know, the star ranking and how many reviews mm-hmm. they have attached to it. And then also mm-hmm. how you kind of weigh whether, um, you know, you're looking for someone who's had tons of jobs and, you know, a pretty high rating or someone who's maybe had a few jobs and mm-hmm. looking at that. I do love how the individual was like, let's do almost kind of like a trial run, you know, just yeah. how mm-hmm. this goes. And, and, you know, that tells you a little bit about one, the person's probably like, you know, really excited, eager. And because they're trying to increase their rating, they would probably do a really good job, you know, being exactly. dedicated, motivated. Mm-hmm. And I also love how and you she did. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. And then I also love how you mentioned um, the fact that, you know, that helps build confidence within you as, you know, the, the, um, the entrepreneur who needs good talent and who will need this particular um, resource more often as you, you know, continue to build out your new community and congratulations on that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And so, you know, that's really helpful, I think, in regards to understanding one, there may be a couple different approaches that you take. And as you're going through the experience, and let me ask you about this. So when you reach out to individuals, for mm-hmm. a particular opportunity. What are you looking for from, yeah. uh, we know technically what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Are there mm-hmm. things that you're kind of keeping an eye on like through yeah. the communication and the back yep. and forth? So can you tell us yep. a little bit about what you kind of have your eye on as you're um, engaging with potential talent? Yeah, so a couple of things. Uh, first I'll say, um, don't ever just purchase a job on site. I learned that the hard way. First, you should, and some people will, I think most Fiverr um, talent will prefer this, always message them first and just confirm. Um, Hi, I'm interested in a logo for my website. Can you do this for $5? Even though the job says I will make a logo for $5, just confirm. This is usually my number one filtering technique. So what I do for this job, and this is what I did this weekend for the YouTube this past weekend, I'll find like three people. I'll narrow it down to usually at least three. Another thing I learned is don't put all your eggs in one basket. So I will message at least three, sometimes five. If it's a really difficult thing, maybe 10 different people. And sometimes I copy paste the message because it's basically a simple ask. Like, this is what I have. Can you do it? And I wait and I wait and see how they respond. And that is a really good indicator about how the the relationship will go. Uh, If they take three days, I'm sorry, that's, 
too long. If someone responds right away, I'm like, oh, this is good. They're online. They're always looking. They're all, because that tells me they're always, uh, they're on the platform. Because some people make like a job, they'll put an, a job on there. And then, you know, it's maybe like their third, fourth, fifth priority of like what they're doing, or they're on many different platforms. Um, but if you respond quickly, that tells me, okay, you're on here a lot. And that means you'll respond quickly to me, hopefully, if I have a question. So that's always like bonus five points, the speed in which they respond, um, and then just how they respond. Um, are things changing? Sometimes things will change when you're chatting with someone. And, you know, they'll be like, oh, I know I said five, but I've recently raised my rates to 10. No, that's a no for me. You need to change. the. And this actually happens. I'm like, okay, well, thank you. Because um, then that means you're not, one, you're not refreshing your order page to see if it's actually what you're selling. And two, it's it's not necessarily being honest about your product because you're hooking me in with the low price and saying that you've recently raised your prices. So that's a no. But if I, you know, someone responds quickly in time, I, you know, it doesn't have to be immediate. It could be the next day, whatever, but just quicker than maybe some of the other people. And, you know, they're kind, polite, um, and they're like, yeah, I can do this. Um, then I'm like, yeah, sounds good. And it's a reasonable price. Um, and it's just funny. If you if you message five people, you will get different responses. And that's usually how, how I decide who I'm looking for. And that's, you know, this is all aside from the technicality of the job. And sometimes you'll find the person who... You know, you'll click on a page and you're like, oh, this sounds amazing. This looks great. And you're really excited about them. And then they're the ones who, you know, take five days to respond or who is kind of shady and how they're talking to you. So you're like, mm, I don't know about that. And but the person who you were like, eh, about, you know, they're the ones who actually win you over. So don't judge a book by its cover. Make sure you talk to the person. It's very important. Every order has a little section that says contact seller. So always, always do that. That's my most important thing to say before you buy the product. <laughs> that is excellent. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I mean, because I do think it's important, whether we're on Fiverr or anywhere else, to be able right. to like have a couple different touch points with people, mm -hmm. to be able to see like, you know, what they presented on paper or in their profile, if that matches with like their responsiveness or with, you know, what they're quoting you know, next as far as what they can do in the timeline in which they can do it. And then also just how they engage, how, how um, you know, easy it is to have a back and forth conversation with them. So I love that you mentioned that. And like, yeah, don't buy without talking to individuals right. because it's just a matter of being able to confirm, you know, what right. you've already determined. And if not, I mean, it, you, you lose a couple maybe minutes, hours, whatever, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. versus losing those dollars associated yeah. with hiring a person. And, and, you know, just to, you know, reiterate, it's, you don't have to do that because you can just log on, find someone and click order and, you know, you're in business. So it's set up where you don't have to talk to anyone. Um, I just wouldn't recommend it. My advice would be always, and this is on any platform, um, there's Upwork, there's, is it 99? designs, the logo site, um, always confirm with the person before you exchange any money. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a good rule of thumb. It, it mm-hmm. may take a little longer <laughs> to like get to the end, but right. you're, you're actually saving time. And then you're going in yeah. with like a peace of mind, I would say, understanding like, you know, I've done my due diligence. And so now I'm ready to work with the individual. Also, you're, you're developing some relational capital because there are very few <laughs> jobs that I can think of where as the work is being executed, you're not going to have to go back and have like conversation with them. So you're just starting building that rapport so that you're understanding like, this is how we work together. This is our communication. You're developing it. And you don't have the time to do that if, you know, you're simply going ahead and ordering. And then this is like a very minor aside. Uh, And I don't work in um, Fiverr very often. I have experience in Upwork, um, which I assume is like the same, you know, same general process. But for Fiverr, all of the communication should happen on that platform, correct? Like there's yes. no- and they yeah, exactly. There's um like it's interesting if you're in your chat with um, the seller and you write the word pay, um, a notification pops up in the chat that reminds you not to put your credit card information in there. So they're very, very, very firm on do not exchange any payment or anything like that, uh, email addresses, anything um, outside of the chat. So um, I remember I learned this in the beginning because I was like, oh, can you just email me, you know, the designs? And they were like, no. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so so now I'm used to it. And and the Fiverr platform has grown in that regard. There's now a pop-out that happens. I'm trying to describe it. Um, so if let's say you're doing a brochure, that's something I did last year for a nonprofit. Um, you and I needed to like comment and edit, you know, the brochure, the first draft. Um, they can upload it and you can comment directly on the draft within Fiverr. So they don't have to, like you don't have to download it, open it up in a PDF, comment it, comment on it, you know, re-upload it to them. You can do it right there in the platform, which is which is really handy for like design work, I found. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing that. So I want to ask you, so you mentioned that you've had like over 30 hires in Fiverr, which is awesome. So that means you, you, you know how to navigate it and you've worked, worked it for a while. So, um, and in general, how has your experience been working with individuals within that you found on Fiverr? And if you can compare it to like any other ways that you've found contractors to support your needs, but how has your experience been? Yeah, um, my experience has been largely positive. I keep going back. I think it's the best platform to quickly find people at a low cost. I've tried Upwork. I've been on Upwork as a marketer and also have tried to look for people. And I I feel like their bidding system is a little too bottlenecked. I don't know if it's the best way to sift through talent that you're trying to find. For instance, uh, you know, I had a blog for called the Afropolitan Today, uh, writing on different topics based on African news. And so I was looking for a writer, content writer, based in Kenya, where I'm originally from. And it was, you know, I typed in, kind of filtered in, did the, played with the filters and typed in Kenya as the location, you know, English speaker experience. And I just got like a wall of people and just like text of like, you know, this is what I can do. And then the next person said, this is what I can do. And, and I just was like, okay, but I don't know. This is what they're telling me. I don't know if how to gauge that against, you know, each other. So what I like about Fiverr, that same process, um, I would type in 
And and so the other good thing, uh, Paul, the other good thing about Fiverr is it's global. So literally the whole world is on there. I think most of my, the people I've worked with have been outside of the United States, which is really cool. Um, So I will type in, you know, content writer and then filter for Kenya because you can do worldwide search. Um, And then what you, it's much more visual. So what comes up is like little graphics of, you know, a Kenyan writer um, and they'll say, you know, I will write uh, an article or a blog post and then you'll click and you actually see screenshots of some of the things that they've written before. And then a, a short blurb underneath, which is similar to the Upwork kind of blurb. But I just like the visual aspect of it because I think if that also gets me too. If you can present yourself visually, market yourself visually, I feel like you're going to help me. You're going to help me market myself visually and right. well. Right. So I look to, you know, punctuation, grammar, and how, how are you selling this product? Because that's going to give me an indication of how you're going to help me sell my product. Um, so, so yeah, that's in comparison to Upwork, I just always tend to lean to Fiverr and it's cheaper, you know, more often, like usually I'll spend five to $20 or something, well, five to 50, depending on what it is, like code work. Um, I've done a lot of, um, hiring of, uh, web developers to like fix code or like build code on WordPress site or a Shopify site. And that tends to be like maybe $50, you know, per whatever session which I think is pretty fair because that's a serious skill. So I, I've had a largely positive. Um, I th- I've had one pretty long working relationship on there. Uh, it was a coder in uh, Pakistan, and he helped me with a number of websites. Unfortunately, I ended up not hiring him again because of the time difference. That really ended up being the kind of ultimately what ended my hiring him, although I think I did maybe like 10 or 12 different projects with him or like rehiring him. Right. And he was great. He was great to work with. Everything was wonderful, very intuitive. And, you know, one of those people who kind of knows what you're asking and you're looking for that too. Like, I mean, it's hard to describe and, and, you know, to source for, but you know it when you're experiencing that, like, oh, good. They anticipated that I will need a logo here. And they asked me about it before I was like, oh, it looks like I need a logo. So yeah, but then time difference ended up being an issue, which also made me realize, you know, so from now on, you know, I try and kind of filter in, you know, to the the North America area, but I I definitely, uh, like, I think this YouTuber um, editor is um, based in India, Um, but I've hired people in Nigeria, Kenya, Canada, all over. So Excellent. So one thing that I wanted to kind of probe a little deeper. So this particular individual that you were talking about that you've hired, mm-hmm. you know, 10 to 12 times. Um, and it was great that you found a resource that can anticipate your needs that you're yeah. comfortable working with and you've developed, you developed that rapport over time where, you know, it just is a smoother process working with that individual. So understanding that you may have needs that are, and you said you use this specifically for short-term project-based type work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you might have a need in March, but you don't have a need again until September. How do right. you stay or do you stay? How do you stay in contact or how do you re-engage people when you're mm. like, I know they're on my short list and I need to work yeah, with them yeah, next yeah. time. So do you have any like rules of thumb that you utilize to make sure that you're getting the type of people that you know work well with you and your business? Um, it's It's Pretty simple. I just go back to, okay, so what what, uh, Fiverr does that's really good is 
you have your regular chat. This is where you do the contact seller portion I was telling you about. When you hit contact seller, it takes you into a chat. Um, and actually your chat, you can see all, every single seller that you've had communication with is kind of on the left-hand side. Um, so this is like your main hub for like talking to everyone. Cause I'm sure people have like three, four jobs happening at the same time. But once you order from them, your chat gets moved to an order page. And um, this is good because it gets moved out of its own individual job. So each chat is in its own like order number job, I guess I could say. Mm -hmm. um, and then once that order is finished, and that happens when they hand over the project and you mark it as received and done. So Fiverr closes the job. And then the next time you chat with that person, it goes back to the original message window that you have. Um, so this is a way of like, putting all their different jobs in its own separate area and your chats with them in their own separate area. So what I want is like, let's say I finished a job in March with um, this person. I don't really have to do anything, but when September comes, I just open up Fiverr and go to my chat window and then look up their name and just be like, hey, I have something coming up. Are you available? Can you do this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you use that as part of like kind of your bid strategy when you're when you have potential opportunities coming up? Like, do you let's say somebody is asking you for a marketing plan and or like a website build, right? Mm -hmm. Talk us through the process. Is it before you even respond with your proposal that you go and look at like who are who's available or how do you kind of work out your need <laughs> for talent with, um, you know, potential job opportunities? Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Um, I don't think I'm as, I'm quite as organized as that. So I, okay, here's here's the number one selling point for Fiverr for me is peace of mind that I will find someone. Mm -hmm. Even if that guy is not available, the one that I've hired 10 times, I ended up finding someone else anyway. So because it's like, I don't even know how many, hundreds of thousands of people on there, I will find someone for your particular project. If it's marketing, if it's sales, there is someone who can do it 100% and do it well. So I actually just, I'm like, yeah, I can do it. And then, and then I go and I, I find the people who, who are going to write the website. And I first I figure out what can I do and what do I need to outsource? That's usually the first part. And then, you know, then after that, then I outsource it. But this usually... If, you know, if I have a job that I'm doing that has a budget, I will, when, let's put it this way, when I'm asking for like a job or if someone comes to me for a job, in the amount that I'm asking for, I've already factored in the Fiverr employee. So I don't know who is going to do it, but I know based on my experience, okay, if I have a web lady do this, she's going to need, you know, $150 or something or, or whatever for like three hours of work or something. Um, so in my head and in, in my internal plan of like what my budget should look like, I'm already factoring in the Fiverr people and I'm already factoring in what I can do. So if it's like, you know, creative direction, I do that part. You know, I tend to do the logos, stuff that, and, and the other thing, it's, it's usually stuff that I can do, but will take me longer versus someone who this is what they're doing so why not just pay someone to do it um, and then work on what I can do quickly and effectively so yeah to answer your question what I would recommend for other people I'm not I'm still kind of feeling this out because I've been such a solo partner for so, so long uh, what I would recommend is when you have your budget yes go on Fiverr um, have conversations with people see what the going rate is 
for for things because some some things are like five dollars do not pay more than five like you know i will come up with a headline for your blog post don't pay more than five dollars but um but you know there's some things like i will fix wordpress bugs you know okay you can charge 25 50 dollars for that and then you just kind of see what is everyone else kind of charging and then do your thing of you know messaging five to ten of them coming up with the rate and then how long is your project is this like a six-month project so how long are you going to need to have that person um, work on this because the other thing is on fiverr you agree to pay that person for that job but if you need them to work on something for six months it's not fair to just have paid them fifty dollars so you need to you know, be like, and sometimes they'll tell you like, okay, yeah, uh, this is going to be two more weeks of work, you know, what's up. So uh, mm-hmm. it's good to let them know this project might be intense. I might need to, can you do this for three months or one month or whatever? And then like the the guy in Pakistan I worked with, I would just keep reordering the same job. So I think I did it like four or five times. Um, okay. So he ended, it ended up working out. It was like a a $50 or $70 charge, but I just kept reordering it. So it ended up being like, I paid in one lump sum. You can also tip, which I also recommend if someone is uh, really good. Fiverr gives you the option of tipping. Another great thing that Fiverr does that I really like is at the end, you're so you are the one who reviews them. Remember the reviews I talked about? Yes. So you put in your little five-star, four-star, whatever review, your little comment. But then what they do, which I think is kind of funny, is they email you like a week or so later, Fiverr does, and they're like, okay, how did you really like the job? Please tell us. <laughs> we won't let the seller know. Okay. That's I good. love that they do that because they're like, and then you can be like, okay, great. I didn't want to rate them lower than five because this is their livelihood, but they took a really, really long time. And really my honest rating is like a three. So you get to share that with them. And I think that helps Fiverr, like in the algorithm ranking, know that, okay, all these people are ranking this person with five-star reviews, but behind the scenes, they're getting three-star reviews. So mm-hmm, then maybe mm-hmm. Fiverr is like, okay, maybe you shouldn't be on the first page of jobs for this. You know, you should maybe be a little bit lower. Um, because in the beginning, I don't think this happens anymore because they started doing this. But in the beginning, at the end of the job, the seller would be like, okay, please rate me five stars. And you'd be right. like, okay, well, I don't have anything to lose. Fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then you just see that they have all these five-star ratings. Um, and it's just, you know, the way they would ask, like incessantly, like, please, please, please rate me five stars. And you just are like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, <laughs> but now it's, uh, I don't hear any of that. And I think it's because Fiverr did this other secret rating system where, you know, there's nothing they can do about it. You're going to be honest um, in this other rating system. So, um, yeah. Well, I love that because, you know, sometimes it can be like a little awkward, (laughs) you know, knowing that like my rating is going to impact how like people look at them. Mm -hmm. Um, And you kind of want to be honest, but you also don't want it, like you said, really impact anyone's livelihood in that way. But then I, I love how they come back behind and be like, okay. And also sometimes, you know, it might be really good. And then when you sit down with the products, like, yeah. well, I don't know. I would, I might've would have asked for something a little different. Yeah. And you sit with it for a week. It might, it might change. Like, no, nah, this really is three star work. <laughs> and so it is nice that they um, follow up in that way. Now, another question I have for you, mm-hmm. how do you determine and how important maybe is it to you to like have an onboarding process to get them up to speed on what they 
absolutely need to know about the project mm. in order to do it well, as well as getting them acclimated to like how your business works. So I think about like values and, you know, mm -hmm. ensuring that there there's some type of alignment. So how do you, do you integrate it? How do you integrate it in ensuring that, you know, the person is providing work that's representative of you and your quality, as well as, you know, kind of some of those attitudes that they're coming with? Yeah, um, I think I'll go back to the beginning, uh, what I mentioned um, in terms of contacting the seller and and I think I just have experience with this so it's easier for me to peg in the beginning I was just kind of like okay sounds good but um now that I have experience it's really in those first few conversations and actually that's why I really am like okay so how long does it usually take you to do this you're just chatting with them okay so um uh sometimes I'll test the waters and I'll and I'll try and bargain and see, you know, can they do this for a lesser price? And they'll be like, you know, I can't because this is how much work. Like they'll go into depth, like this is what I do and it takes mm -hmm. this long and I have to hire these other people. And I'm like, okay, great. A little bit of insight into how they work. So I really like those initial conversations. I really think that's the key to um, you also, you know, showing what's important to you, like timeliness, no copyright infringement, whatever it is that you're working on. Um, that is important to you just to, to put that in in the initial conversation but then you also have it in writing so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. that's excellent so I love you know maybe taking your time up front building that into the process into the back and forth conversation so that you become comfortable with you know that particular aspect and that you know you feel confident that the person's going to be able to deliver what you need them to deliver and yeah. that the working process the working relationship is going to be one that isn't going to make you want to pull your hair out and that brings me to my last question <laughs> yeah can so, I add one more thing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. about sure. that that I remembered also in that back and forth is when, so another thing that might happen in Fiverr is people go on there and, and sell services and have almost like an agency. So they're putting out, and this is one of the YouTube people, um, they're putting out their service, but behind them is like 10 other people helping them fulfill this service. So they're really an agency. You know, it looks like one person, but it's an agency. So when I chat with them, I wanna see how patient they are to answer my questions because sometimes um, they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And then I know, okay, this is the agency type person. They have a lot of jobs or sometimes they'll be like, oh, I can't do this this week. Can I do it next week? Which is totally fine. It just means to me that they're busier and I might want a more one-on-one -on -one type of interaction and relationship with the seller. Mm -hmm. So I might not go with them, but sometimes you do want an agency. Sometimes you do want someone who is like churning out the projects. So again, that initial conversation uh, going back to like talking with them and asking them questions, they're trying to make the sale. They're trying to convince you to hit order. So they will answer however many questions you ask. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. you ask, okay, so you're based in Pakistan. How many orders do you do a month uh, or a day? Um, they'll answer that because at the end of the day, they want you to say, okay, they don't know if that's going to be the deciding factor in you ordering with them. Um, so this is, again, answering the question where you find out what type of you're dealing with and they're patient are they really do they really want this job and I also like people who really want the job because then I'm like okay good then I'll work with you I know you're dedicated I know you're here for me um and you don't have like 12 other side projects going on so Right. Okay. That's cool. So this last one is in regards to your experience. And you've alluded to that as you have, you know, 
learned to navigate the platform as you've worked with more people, you've had some lessons learned. So can you talk to us either about like the greatest success story or even like one yeah. of those horror stories where you're like, well, I won't do that <laughs> again. Yeah. What are some of your lessons learned that can be applied to solopreneurs and entrepreneurs that are trying to use this platform? Um, great. So my, I'll start with the worst story I've had. And it was actually a recent story, which, which goes to show that, you know, you just always have to like keep on top of how you're searching and vetting people. Um, but I um, needed a website done. And at first it was great. So I found a seller based in Canada, uh, was working with him. Everything was going pretty well. You know, we, we, ra- we ran into some issues with the platform that we were working with. I told him, okay, well, the client really needs this delivered. So why don't you just work on, we were doing a website redesign, refresh. I was like, why don't you just work on the website redesign, refresh, and, you know, we'll forget what this other, and what this other issue is. So the issue was pertaining to a particular section of the page, testimonials page, um, that was not rendering correctly. And so what he decided to do is not listen to me and build out a whole new code base to make the testimonials render correctly. Um, and this is why communication is good because he didn't know I talked to the client and she was like, well, I only want, you know, six testimonials instead of, there were like 20 listed because um, okay. we were going to convert the rest of them to blog posts. Okay. Um, but he was working with the 20 listed and he created this, it took him like so long. Um, I, I checked in, I was like, hey, how's it going? And he's like, yeah, I'm still working on the database. For this. And I was like, no, 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 just leave that and work on the rest of the page so that we can, you know, deliver the product. And, and then what happened is time ran out because you're also on a timer, I should mention. Um, okay. They have a due date to deliver. Anytime you contact a seller, there's a due date. So they'll say three, week, uh, three days, seven days. So we kept re-upping, which is fine. You can reorder or to, to add uh, time to the job. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So we had done that a couple of times and we had kind of reached towards the end of the last time. And, um, and then one day he just messaged me and he's like, I'm sorry, I can't keep doing this. It's taking too long. I built this whole database. Um, this is work that I should have charged a lot more money, even though I didn't ask him to do that. Um, and so I just can't do this. And so he just left the project. And then I had to hire someone else. So that was a bad experience. That was probably my worst experience that I've had. Um, and what I would do differently in that instance is, be more clear on the fact that the client really needs us. I think I wasn't being as clear with that fact. Like we just need to deliver the website. Don't do the database. And but I, I think also like if someone doesn't listen to you, they don't listen to you. So what what can you really do? Um, but the good news is I ended up getting someone who's really great. This is actually someone I found off Fiverr, Fiverr um, who's based in Kenya. Um, and, and yeah, he's, it was through a word of mouth recommendation, just asking people, Hey, do you know any web developers? Um, so that's also a good resource, word of mouth, asking people who they've worked with. I like working with recent grads also, because I'm always looking for someone who will grow with me, um, in my, you know, solopreneur endeavors. Um, so, so yeah, that was my not so best experience, but I also think it's interesting that I've been on the platform for a very long time and it's pretty this happened like um maybe a month and a half ago so you know I think it says a lot that I've been on there several years and this is probably like the worst that could have happened um 
And the, my best experience, I love so much. And I, I technically think this was my first Fiverr job, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I wanted to do a Kindle book and I had no idea how to do that. This is actually how I discovered the amazingness of Fiverr. I'm like, how do you put a book on Kindle? This is like 2016, 2015. Um, I had a PDF. I'm like, I want it to be on Amazon. How do I do that? So I went on Fiverr and I was like, Kindle book, something, I a Kindle book. I, didn't, I don't even know what I wrote. And I found someone, I think it was one of the first or second people I messaged. I was like, hey, I have a PDF. I need it to be on Amazon. <laughs> Can you help me? He was like, yeah, sure. Best experience I've ever had. Did an amazing job. My book is on, I mean, it's a, it's a little poetry book, um, but I just wanted to like post something and just see what the experience was like. Um, and it was just amazing. And that that's what I really like about Fiverr. A lot of the projects that you will deal with will be like that. Like someone delivers and you're so happy because they saved you. And it might be something that's really, really opaque. Like, I don't know how to do this. Can someone help me? But yeah, most of my experiences have been great. I highly, highly, highly recommend Fiverr. So it's Fiverr with two or three R's, I can't remember, dot com. And I should be a paid spokesperson for them, but I'm not. I'm not paid to do this. Um, I just love the, the platform. Well, excellent. Well, th thank you, Beverly. Like, you have been a gift, I feel like, um, for, you know, individuals who know that they have some needs but have maybe been one like how do I even navigate the, the mm -hmm. platform or what do I do when I get there or even those who have maybe dabbled in it but you know just haven't had much success so thank you for sharing your experience and how you utilize it like consistently and how the experiences that you have you know just keep you coming back and I also appreciate you telling us you know about that more recent experience where mm -hmm. you know communication um, was kind of like a lesson learned. Um, and mm -hmm, also mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, some, some of these people, you know, some of the people we bring on, no matter how well we vet them, no matter yeah. how clear our expectations are met, sometimes it just doesn't work out. And so um, I appreciate hearing that as well. Like with over... 15 years of doing HR type work. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still in the same place. Like luckily, you know, the track record is um, pretty good, but you know, every mm -hmm. once in a while, one of those get come yeah. through or where it's just like, yeah, um, you know, the expectations weren't clear or there was just some mm -hmm. disconnect and understanding, okay, this is something to learn from and reapply that learning in the future. So again, thank you, Beverly, for sharing thank your experience. You. This is great. Yeah. And so for those of you who are like, uh, yeah, this was a great primer. I might need some, <laughs> some more help. Well, or if you need marketing help yourself, you know, like Beverly is your person to go to. And so all of her information will be in the show notes. I do, um, you know, say reach out to Beverly for whatever your needs are. She is an excellent resource uh, for a lot of different things. And so again, thank you so much, Beverly. And thank you everyone for joining us for this episode. Take care. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Unicorn Talent Hunter. Remember that you can join our email list at unicorntalenthunter.com for more tips and tricks on how to find, keep, and grow your team. Also, subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episode. I'm Crystal Speed. Happy hunting. <laughs>